Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today I'm going to share a couple of stories with you about dogs. From Chicken Soup for the Soul, Lessons Learned from My Dog. Today's stories are about secrets. About those times when we have a little secret with our dogs and we are so glad that they can't rat us out. In our first story, Jan Flynn tells us about her dog, Dylan, who they trained to go out to the end of the driveway to pick up the Sunday Los Angeles Times. Dylan was so proud of himself for accomplishing this important task because we know how much dogs like having a purpose. In this day, he proudly presented Jan with a copy of the Times. But the problem was that it wasn't hers. Dylan had gone and taken the neighbor's Sunday LA Times. Jan knew this was coming because the neighbor had just called to inform her that Dylan had done it again. And it turned out that this was the third copy of the Sunday Times that Dylan had fetched that morning. Jan says, Being a golden retriever, it was in Dylan's DNA to bring things to his humans. It was a job he took seriously. He had no idea why we wanted the newspaper. And he had no idea that we wanted only our own copy. It had been easy to teach Dylan how to get the paper. Jan had merely taken him to the end of the driveway, waggled the paper at him, and indicated he should pick it up, and then praised him when he did. Then, while he was holding the paper in his mouth, she had led him to the house, still praising him. And the next Sunday, The family had watched eagerly as Dylan fetched the paper. He was so happy to oblige. Jan says, This worked beautifully for a couple of weeks, but soon a problem developed. It's in a dog's nature to believe that if a little of something is good, then more of it must be better. Alas, it hadn't occurred to me to teach Dylan to distinguish between our newspaper and our neighbor's newspapers. At first, our neighbors took the fact that our dog was filching their Sunday paper every week with good humor. Soon, however, the charm of seeing Dylan make off for the news had worn off. For us, it was both embarrassing and a chore to return the stolen goods to their rightful owners. Jan eventually had to close the gate to their driveway so that poor Dylan couldn't even retrieve their own paper. But Dylan was determined. After all, he had his mission to perform on Sundays. That dog dug a hole under the fence, wiggled out, and retrieved his family's paper anyway. He was very pleased with himself, with his fur all wet and matted with globs of dirt. And there was dirt on the two newspapers he had brought home as well. Not only had he pulled Jan's paper through the muddy hole, 
He had done it to one of the neighbor's papers as well. Jan says, The look on Dylan's face said plain as day that he wasn't going to let anything stop him from bringing us every copy of the Sunday Los Angeles Times that he could find. So they petted him and praised him, and he thumped his tail with pleasure. And then they had to figure out how to end Dylan's career as a news hound. That meant installing chicken wire around the yard so he couldn't dig a hole and get out. And then they set out to find Dylan a new mission, a new purpose. Luckily, being in Southern California, they had avocado trees. And that was the solution. Dylan has now been trained to bring them avocados when they ripen and fall off the trees. Unfortunately, he also finds the avocados to be quite delicious. So now he gathers avocados for the family, eats a few himself, and is on a doggy diet. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Martha Rogley tells us another amusing story, this one about a secret between her husband and their dog. She titled her story, Partners in Crime. And this story came about when summer was coming to an end and Martha was returning to her teaching job. She had spent the summer getting her new rescue dog ready for this. Martha says, now that I had to go back to work, Sonny would have to spend his days in the large shaded kennel in our side yard. I tried to make it as comfortable a place to hang out as possible. I bought a large dog igloo to put in the kennel with a soft bed inside it and a large pad outside it. I also bought him a large water bucket and a child's plastic play pool, which I wedged in a corner. Despite all of Martha's planning, the dog was not happy. When she tried a few trial runs, putting the dog in his luxury setup, she could hear his howls of protest all the way down the street. Martha tells us, When I returned home the second time, having been gone maybe an hour, he had been busy demonstrating his displeasure. The pool was practically emptied, only an inch of muddy water remained, and teeth marks and broken plastic were scattered about. His water bowl had been knocked over and flipped upside down. His outside pad had been ripped, and pieces of cloth and stuffing covered the ground. His inside igloo bed had been dragged outside. Well, despite all this, school was starting. So Martha and her husband made a plan. He would put the dog in the kennel before he left for work. And then he would go home at lunchtime to let the dog out of the kennel and then put him back in. When Martha returned from a long first day of school, she was relieved to find the kennel in perfect condition. The dog hadn't damaged anything. She rushed into the house and found the dog and her husband in the living room and everything was peaceful. Her husband said that everything had gone just fine and Martha was so relieved. 
She got into her sweats, poured herself a glass of wine, and then joined her husband on the couch. When she reached for her normal pillow, though, it wasn't there. Her husband said he had spilled some coffee on it and had to throw it away. Martha says, the next two weeks were the same. When I arrived home at night, the kennel was pristine, and the dog and husband were comfortably ensconced in the living room. I couldn't believe I had worried and fretted so about leaving Sunny caged. Then, one day, Martha got to leave school early. She went home, planning to get the dog out of the kennel and take him for a walk. But the kennel was empty. She ran into the house to call the police and report a missing dog and found a huge mess inside. And there, among the torn-up pillows, was her dog inside the house. Martha continues the story. When my husband got home, he confessed all. He took Sonny out that first day, but then as he heard the dog's heart-wrenching whines and cries, he was unable to walk away. Instead, he brought him back inside and put anything that he could tear on top of the table. Then at lunch, he'd let Sonny out before returning home a few hours later and putting everything back in its place. Looking at the two of them, eyes downcast, quivering for forgiveness, I knew I was beaten. We started with that story with a quote from John Grogan that goes like this. We could have bought a small yacht with what we spent on our dog and all the things he destroyed. Then again, how many yachts wait by the door all day for your return? I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Lessons Learned from My Dog. You can go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button to read more about this book and all the topics it covers, and you will find it wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. You can also sign up for our newsletter and you will receive a free Chicken Soup for the Soul story every day in your email with stories from this book and our other new bestsellers. Just go to our website and click on newsletters and you can pick the ones you want. And please come back for our next episode to hear two stories about when less is more from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Attitude of Gratitude. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.